Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is where you listen to this. This is The Unknown Pro. Today I have a very special person, Victoria Hayward. How are you, Vic? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thanks. That's so good. I'm so excited that you're on this. I know we already talk a lot during the week, but now it's just like really, you know, one-on-one personal time with Victoria Hayward. And I've been really looking forward to this. Me too. I feel like we talk business all the time and now we just get to yeah. talk about whatever we want. We really are always talking shop, but now it's going to be a different kind of shop. So um, thank you for agreeing to be on this with me and to let me pick your brain a little bit. Um, but before we get started into, you know, the meat and potatoes or, you know, the veggies, depending on if you eat meat or not, whatever it is, um, I'm going to just give everybody a little bit of Victoria Hayward background. So you were born and raised in Canada, right? That's pretty cool. And then when did you, okay, wait, I'm going to give the bio first and then I'm going to ask questions. I just said that I was going to do that. So you graduated from University of Washington in 2014. You were on the Pac-10 freshman team. And then after the Pac-10 changed the Pac-12, you made the second team and your senior year, you were uh, first team all Pac-12, first team all region, first team all American, just like trophies collecting, right? Um, uh, you played two seasons MPF with the Rebellion. You played in a season with the Canadian Wild, also in the MPF. You were the first signee for Athletes Unlimited and just performed in their first inaugural season um, where you were third overall, which, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Um, you're the chair of the Player Executive Committee, which is where we talk business. And you have been on Team Canada since 2009, which for those who can't do math, it was 11 years now. Uh, and you're qualified to play in the Tokyo Olympics, which is now next year. So will be your 12th year with Team Canada. Did I miss anything? That's, I mean, no. that's, that's you hit it all. Team Canada is like my longest relationship of any sort, longest teammates, <laughs> longest everything, which is like almost my whole life. Honestly, it's getting to that point where you're like, when wasn't I on Team Canada? Like, <laughs> so. First things first, I was going to ask before I read the bio, when did, when did you move to the States? Because you lived in Northern California, right? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Toronto, and then uh, when I was eight, so in 2000, I moved to Northern California and just became a citizen of the U.S. last year. <gasps> well, I didn't know that. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> That's so exciting. Did, did that feel like like graduating like or you know like did it what did it feel like to become a citizen it was so cool it was really cool because I just always I've always had Canadian pride but I love living in the United States I think it's amazing so I think it was kind of like okay I'm I'm one of you guys now okay here yeah. we go well, like at home there was a big celebration it was fun that's so nice wow so th now you're a dual citizen yeah cool how cool is that um, so what has it been like, like you said, you, you have Canadian pride and you were born there and you represent the country with softball. So how has it been being that and living here and knowing that USA is essentially who you're going to be competing against, um, with international ball? Yeah, it's definitely a little weird. Um, but softball is so much more prominent in the United States. So, I feel really lucky that I was in an environment where I could play all year round and even now I can train all year round outside and 
kind of like bring those competitive advantages back to Canada. So like my teammates will come here to train and, and kind of enjoy the weather and enjoy some of the facilities we have access to. So I think it's just like leveraging it to try to grow the game in Canada because um, it's something we haven't really seen in the, in the last few years, which is a little bit sad, but yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense where like being here essentially helps grow it there. So I think and totally with like college with um, people coming out for travel ball and then just like even us competing in the U.S. pro league and AU and stuff it's like helping us in so many ways absolutely and that's ultimately the goal is to grow the game and that doesn't mean just to grow it in America it means to grow it in the world so that's step one you know we can do it <laughs> work in um, progress we're working on it we, we sure are. We're, we're on the uphill climb right now. We haven't reached the top, but we're, we are in the place where we see the stairs and we're like, there, okay, we just, we're right there. Um, was Team Canada always your dream? Did you ever have Team USA dreams since you did live in California when you were growing up or? I did watch Team USA. So when they were on their 2008 tour, I remember going up to Cal Berkeley and watching them play. And I think that was my first real exposure to life after college softball because yeah. I'd, I'd wanted to play in college for a while I, I grew up next to Stanford I was their biggest fan and um but once I kind of saw that there was this opportunity and then the Olympics obviously um but I didn't really picture myself there it wasn't until my dad literally organized me to go to um a junior team tryout in 2009 mm -hmm. and we just drove up and that was my first experience and it it was almost like, okay, this is an opportunity. And then we pursued it right after. So from the time I knew it was an opportunity to the time I was on the team was probably like three months. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was, it was really wild. I just didn't know. They didn't have the visibility that we do now. Like now you can see it on TV. You can do all these things. Like the national team really only used to play abroad and then one tournament in North America. So. Wow. Yeah. That, I, and I think that you hit a perfect point that the more visibility, the more opportunity. Because how are you, how can you know what to dream for if you don't know that there's something to dream for, you know? Totally. Like you only saw the top teams in the country at the World Series for right. a few games or whoever was in your backyard. And now you're just falling in love with different athletes all over the world. And it's so cool. Now it's everywhere. Oh my gosh. Which is great. This is, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm daydreaming. I don't know if you can tell. I know, like in, from AU, we've got fans in Singapore, fans in, Ho like I'm getting messages from people literally all over the world and I'm- It's mind blown. It, I'm mind blown, exactly. Yes, oh my God. I, I'm so excited. This is just the best kind of talk already. We've 30, 30 seconds in, okay. <laughs> um, that's, I, so from going to, like you, you made Team Canada, you were with them before you entered college. So you already had these big dreams before you stepped onto the field for Washington. Um, watching, like, obviously I did my research. I already knew who you were, but I really went in into the research. Um, and it looked like from, from your career, it looked like you were steadily improving every year, constantly improving. And that's something that I felt because I played against you a lot um, with Canada and then now with AU. And it's, seems like that steady improvement has never stopped how how has that been for you like do you feel like you feel that way so you're nodding so you, do you feel like that's been something that you've been able to do or do you feel like you've found a way to always get better how has that worked for you 
Yeah, it's super interesting that you bring that up because I was recently on a podcast with Coach Tar and she oh. was asked like what she saw in me as an athlete. Mm -hmm. And she prefaced it with like, well, don't take this the wrong way. So I was like, oh God. Gonna be a good answer. Nothing good comes when you have to preface it with like, <laughs> don't take this personally. Right. But she basically just said that I was average. Like I didn't have anything really special. Like I didn't have a crazy strong arm. I wasn't this like blazing fast person. I didn't have this speed that, or this like power that was just, but I was just a student of the game. So mm -hmm. I think like, I've obviously gotten a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, but I think just my, I'm a learner, just who I am as a person. Like I love learning. I love challenging myself. I love growing. And so I think, um, just through pursuit of trying to get better and surrounding myself with different people, my, I've just been able to, to grow because it wasn't, I was, I had to do that in order to compete. So I was really challenged in that way. Um, but ever since she said that, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess she's right. So it was always, how do I use my brain better? How do I strategically think? How, how do I outthink this person? How do I strategize all these things? So I think in that way, you never stop learning or growing, mm -hmm. um, your physical stuff. I mean, your speed's your speed, your power is your power to a certain extent, but I think that's kind of how I've been able to keep challenging myself and then keep just loving the game and, and the journey yeah. of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that I feel like I can really relate to you with because I love the learning part of it. Like even now having played as long as we've played, we're still learning and there's still so much to know in order to sharpen your game, perfect your game. But um, was there ever a time that you felt like, you know, you were performing to a certain level, but your brain was maybe at a higher level, did you ever feel any sort of frustration because you're like, I know so much more, but maybe my body isn't doing it yet. Or cause not to say that you didn't have a good career. You, you, you played in the pack 12. That's very tough. Right. But you exploded almost more so at the end of your career at Washington, you, you know, you're like, I'm first team everything. So was there ever a time through college where you're like, I know my potential, and like, was there ever like a miscommunication in that way? If that question makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, th I think for me, I really thrive when there's like a goal or I'm being challenged to, mm -hmm. to be something better, be bigger, be whatever. And I think with my time on the national team early, I didn't really have a big role. I was just kind of like the nine hitter, the role player, the two hole, like I was a very much a role player, which was great for my learning and whatnot, but I didn't really have that empowered leadership, be the, set the tone, do all those things. And yeah. so I think throughout that career at Washington, like I thought I had the ability to do that, but there's always the seniors or the people above you that are, should be in those roles. And I think, yeah, once I was like really empowered to be myself and lead and kind of like she challenged, she's like, be the lead off hitter, be the, why are you limiting yourself to only being a slapper? Like you should be able to do all of these things that I think empowered me to like open up into my, into who I am. And, and even with team Canada, just like my growth as a leader, I was, I like am who I am as a, as a player like tactically because of who I am on the field, yeah. like my personality. And so when I, when I don't feel like I can be myself or kind of lead in the way I do, or just kind of be authentic, I think it kind of like pigeonholes me as, as a hitter, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> that is so interesting, but it makes complete sense. And I'm so glad that that was the route that you took to answer that question, because 
in here, like I have, I have, you know, little notes of what I want to make sure that I can talk about. And in all capital letters, I put leadership because <laughs> I'm like, you, you are someone who is, you just radiate that. Like you're someone who is out there. You have a plan, you know what you want to do, you know, what you want to accomplish, you know what you want to surround yourself with. And I think that is a talent. I think it's a gift. I don't think everybody has that. And I'm sure, you know, like we've played with so many different people against so many different types of people. And I think that's really special, a really special thing that you have and that you're able to come across in a way of a true leader. Like I played for you in one, one week in Athletes Unlimited and it was a great week. And it was, it was where you wanted to get on the boat, you know? Okay. If Vic is driving, whatever vehicle that is, I want to be on it. <laughs> I know we're going somewhere good and I know we're going to be happy along the way. So you feel like that's been something that you've had in you and you've been able to kind of, you know, uh, almost create it to what you want it to be what, and what it is now. Totally. And just like discovering the type of leader I am, like I'm very honest, mm-hmm. but um, I think you always know, you can just be comfortable because there's no like hiding or no kind of, I don't know, not dishonesty, but <laughs> there's no smoke screens or anything. Like yeah. I just really want to have fun, be authentic. Um, and I think, I hope I instill confidence in other people because that's who I want to be as a leader. Cause I think there've been so many times where I wanted somebody that was just an empower. Like there are times on team Canada or early in my Washington career, I'm like, damn, if someone just like had had my back and just made me feel really comfortable or like I could run through a wall or something like that, like I think that's the fuel we all need to like be our best selves. And so I think once I was like, wait, I want to be that person. I want to be that person that makes people feel good. I want to be that person that people want to be teammates with because we're going to have fun and we're going to handle our business and whatnot. But I think that was so fun with AU is that you could make the vibe or the personality of the team whatever you wanted it to be and then surround yourself with those people that we're going to totally soak it up and contribute to it and help fuel like your own fire to just make it awesome I think I mean I love being your teammate too but I think (laughs) the team was great because we had people excited about hopping on the little rowboat that we had that like (laughs) had a blast and won some points (laughs) What, you know what? Everybody was really happy that week. We had a great week. It was like, I don't care if we win or lose. We're going to like compete and we're, yeah. it was awesome. I, the rowboat, that's, that was, that was the vehicle I wish I would have said out loud was the rowboat. <laughs> um, I, I think that one thing that really sticks out that you said is that you feel like maybe there were times where you didn't get that from somebody else, from a teammate, from a leader. And I think that it's really cool that you decided that you're like, I don't want anybody to feel like that. And I think sometimes people go the other way where it's like, well, I didn't get that. So I don't want to be that, you know, cause that happens, you know, if you feel almost like cheated in a way, but you're using it to an advantage for yourself because then you're able to be the player and the leader that you can be and need to be. And then it's going to help lift up your teammates too. So how, how can that, any of that be a bad thing? You know, all good things. <laughs> we're trying. It's always a challenge, but we're trying. 
It is. And you know what? I, I just read a book about Enneagrams and I know we talked about those before and how you're an eight. And I'm like, of all the chapters, one through nine, the eight chapter, I was like pumping my fist. I'm like, wow, I feel like, cause I knew, I knew you were an eight. I'm like, Vic, that is Vic. Like I am yeah. pumped up. And but, honestly, once, once I started learning about myself, my strengths, my natural tendencies, like I'm obsessed with strengths finder, Enneagrams, like I'm an Aries, Zodiac, all of those things. And I was like, okay, wow, people, I'm definitely out there. I'm bold. I'll challenge people, I'll do these things. But like that can be celebrated in a way that's awesome versus yes. like I always heard when I was growing up, like you're so intimidating. Like I'm scared of you. Um, I was afraid to talk to you. And that used to piss me off. <laughs> I, it was just like, oh. I, it was that taken in a completely different light. So I think ah. once I started understanding my personality and those traits more and understanding how different people react to it, it like opens the door for so much. Self-awareness is so key. Self-awareness <laughs> is key. And Enneagram is like the door that opens it all. It's so true. We're like, oh my God, that is who I am. What? How does this who? paper know who I am? I'm wondering like how the author was able to stalk me for long enough to write a chapter about my personality type. That's the only way that I can imagine that book was written. 100%. <laughs> I think that's really, I think it's really cool because you can add self-awareness into who you are um, as a player, as a person, because you can also use self-awareness for how can I get better physically too, you know, where you're like, okay, Sam, like you're really having trouble not getting fisted on the inside pitch. I need to be aware of that so that I cannot do that anymore. But I, I, I just, I love that. I think that's so cool. And I think that we're always learning. We're always growing no matter what it is. Um, but learning about ourselves, we're like, wow, I guess that makes a lot of sense why people think that or why people said that so many times. It, it, like you're growing up thinking you're intimidated. You're like, what? I, I'm like, I love people or whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah. But what, so I want to talk about Athletes Unlimited, obviously, because that was such a big chunk of our lives. It still is. Um, but we just went through this amazing inaugural season you were the first person to sign on to be a player in the player pool. And what, what was that process like when you were presented with this idea that was not reinventing the wheel, but also kind of reinventing the wheel? Mm -hmm. Well, I remember, so Sherry, before I went to go meet or learn anything, I was on a call with Sherry and she was explaining this idea. And um, I was like, writing things down. My notes, I look back, my notes make no sense. It wasn't, it wasn't even what it turned out to be. It was just this concept. It was clearly still in formation. They were like pulling pieces together, the vision versus what was practical. And I remember just sitting there being like, okay, this is a lot. This is completely different. This is not familiar. I don't know if people will hate it. I don't know if people will love it, but I just looked at it as if I don't do it, I'll, we'll never know. Like, yeah. we'll never know if it's awesome. We'll never know if it's terrible. We'll never know. Like, this could have been the future. It also could have totally flopped and been whatever. So I think I went into it being like, I'll regret not exploring the option either way. Yeah. And so I just went into it not knowing what to expect. I had no intention of like committing on the spot or anything. And then once we were in the meeting and I sat down like five minutes into the meeting, I was like, all right, this is legit. <laughs> These people know what they're talking about. Um, I, it was research backed. They had invested a lot in just market research and trying to understand like the community and fans and, and a target market. And so 
I come from a little bit of a business, all those were like, okay, ding, 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 ding. Like we've never had softball do that. Right. We've never had a softball league, like try to expand who their market was, whatever. It's always just, well, the market is people who play softball or like softball or right. think baseball's boring and want something more <laughs> exciting. So, um, but after that first meeting, I was sitting in there and I remember Gwen specifically, we were sitting there and, and they're like, well, we don't really have anything else. And we're like, well, wait, can we just talk more? Like, well, we're interested. We're very interested. Let's talk more. Yeah. Let's talk more about it. Let's learn more about it. Let's do all this stuff. So we, our meeting was supposed to be a few hours, ended up almost twice the length. Of course. And then leaving that, I was like, yeah, <laughs> we know that from experience now. <laughs> our meetings are never as long as they say they're going to be. But once I left that, I was like, I'm in. I'm signing this. I'm, I, I don't even, I read the contract, but I was like, I don't care how much they're offering me. This is awesome. We're doing it. It's like no contract negotiations for me. Now with AU, I've learned I need to negotiate and I need to be better about that. I know. <laughs> we really have learned a lot. Yeah. I was like, sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Like no questions asked. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. You, want my, you want my first form? No. Take it. I don't care. <laughs> that I, I love hearing that because that's what I felt with Athletes Unlimited um, was that they were taking a chance on us. They were taking a chance on softball, taking a chance of what we can put out on the field. And so what it sounds like from what you're saying is that you were almost essentially taking a chance on them with this, like, this crazy idea. Um, and you're the chair of the player executive committee, which do you want to explain kind of what that, what that is for people who don't know? Yeah, so our league is player run. Um, we have kind of an executive committee of players. So Sam's one of the members on that. We have five of us that have, we've kind of gathered the crew as, as we've gone on. Um, but we're basically in charge of orchestrating the league and, and the ins and outs behind it. So we are the accountability group. We hold people accountable. We, um, are the main communication between, um, Athletes Unlimited kind of headquarters people and the players so we do a lot of communication and facilitating and 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 in the beginning we were actually like making the rules and deciding how we wanted the game to be played and getting the player group together it's like pretty wild to think how much we did in creating a league mm -hmm. like wow it, it's pretty awesome but um, now we're working on what did we love about season one how can we be better for season two and then um, as the head of that group, I'm just kind of the voice for us. I think we do a really good job of all staying on the same page and I'm just kind of the communicator. And, and if a really big decision needs to be made, um, I'll usually spearhead that one, but, uh, it fits well with my, my eight Enneagrams. So I think it does. You're, you're very, you're very even keeled, which I think is so important to be in a role like that, where you're like straightforward, this is what it is. This is what it's not. And so in part, I mean, I only came on to the PEC in what, June or mm -hmm. June, May, June. And I can't imagine the work that already went into it prior to, prior to that. And so knowing that you, you know, you and Haley and Gwen have all been working so hard uh, to get to the point, even to where I jumped on. And then when Jasmine jumped on, um, it's, it's a lot like, like you're create, you're, you're creating something essentially out of thin air. And it, luckily we know how to play softball. So that comes in handy but um i think that having this responsibility now number one for me i, I really do think of it as an honor that's like how i personally take it i'm sure that's something totally. that i agree with too but 
what was it like going from just playing ball to now being in a position where you're essentially working for the league and also playing for the league? It was definitely challenging at times. I mean, fortunately, our player group was amazing and everyone was so on board and just even working with everyone in the PEC, like best intentions, everyone wanted to grow the thing. So I think we didn't have too many speed bumps, but I think as with any kind of leadership position, whether you're a captain on the team or you're always just like balancing your own needs with that of the larger group. So I think there were moments when I really wanted to like be selfish and just worry about my own performance or worry about the team I was captaining that week, but something bigger would show up and be like, you know what, this is actually about the whole picture. This is about growing the league. This isn't about you. So I think it puts me in a really good position of, of focusing not on myself, but on growing the big thing. And then ultimately when that's running, that's when I'm my best. That's when I'm my best and I'm doing all the right things too. So there were definitely some moments of, challenge accountability trying to uh do what's right and and have like the league have integrity um but also making sure that we were taking care of our players this is like our softball family so yeah it was uh there were a few tough conversations at times but ultimately our group was so amazing and um, it was the best year one I think we possibly could have imagined. Oh my gosh. And we were in a pandemic. It's like so casual. It's like, <laughs> okay. And also, yeah. And also global pandemic uh, with COVID and no major. Yeah. Yeah. That, we, did that. It, we, we did the thing, you know, we did the thing we've been talking about doing and it went, I think, I think we almost were expecting like a little bit more to go a little bit awry. And it was just like, oh, oh, it's over. Okay. Well, we, did really good. <laughs> like it, I think everybody was excited to be a part of it. And once I think like in the beginning, when I first started hearing about it, sounded different, sounded a little like, Oh, all right. What does this mean? And then getting into it, learning about it, you get excited and then getting there and seeing it play. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is something that people, not only us as players, but people can really, really be invested in. Like, to where my grandparents can figure out how to stream like that that's unbelievable to be able to have the opportunity to put the product that we know that we have on the field for you know everyone to see and for everybody to learn about what we're trying to do to grow the game and to just grow it for women too it, it's been huge as far as speaking of empowerment you know like it's been a very empowering experience so from, from right now, having gone through that first season, knowing we're going to open volleyball in February, um, how do you feel and what do you hope as far as women in sports? But like, what does the future look like to you? If you're daydreaming, what is, what is that in your head from everything that we've gone through for, with this? <laughs> oh, man. I know Ultimately, a really big question. Sorry. No, it's, it's great. I think it's so cool to see how much passion there is mm -hmm. in these other females, like working with volleyball, they've never had a league in the United States and they're so pumped about it. And at AU, we are paid better than we have been paid in softball, but truly female professionals are still playing because you love the game. Right. And it's not always glorious and it's definitely not flashy or 
glamorous, but you just love softball and you love like the things we're talking about. You love learning. You love the way it challenges you. You love the, the moments of camaraderie on the field with your teammates. And so my hope would be that people could, I hope by the end of the time I'm a professional, but you can actually be a professional and live very comfortably. Yeah. doesn't have to be like this crazy other sports or whatever, but um, I think for the qual for how hard we work and the quality of a, of, of a spectacle we were able to put together in our season. Um, I just, I hope that we can just build it to where you don't need a side job and you can really like embrace being a professional and, and then spend your free time instead of working, running clinics around the world, like helping grow the game mm -hmm. while, while you're still in it. I think that's, that's the goal. That's a, that was beautiful. I want to put that on my wall in my room. <laughs> Right there, there's nothing on the wall, so I can just put it right there. Victoria Hayward, 2020. <laughs> um, I, I, I love, I, I do hope by the end of our professional careers that it's, you know, a dream. And it, it's funny what you said about it's, you know, nothing, it's not like we're trying to, you know what, it would be nice to make $50 million a year. Is that something that I think, think about? No, I think about making enough money so that I can play softball and then have an off season. Like, yeah. As much as I loved working at Barnes and Noble, it would be nice to not have to. <laughs> yeah, like, you would like to just be able to shop at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. yeah. And buy whatever book you want without looking at the price tag. Exactly. I, I, you know, I was shopping, doing Christmas shopping the other day, and I always filter it price low to high. Like I want to be able to not do that one day. That's all I'm asking. I want to click five stars and see what the options yeah. are. Sure. You know, what a dream that would be. But um, I, I want, I, I definitely agree as far as like that hope. Cause I think we all share that because we are so passionate. We've dedicated our lives to this. Think about it. Like it's been our lives for mm -hmm. so long. I don't, you know, you don't remember if I remembered a time before softball, that'd mean I'd have an incredible memory to know what I was doing when I was five years old. I have no idea. Probably yeah. something stupid, but um, I, I said this recently to somebody thinking about one day if I procreate and if I have a daughter, I want to be able to dream the same way for her as if I were to have a son. Like I, if I have a son, I want to know, Hey, you can make the MLB and you can take care of mom. Right. But if I have a daughter, I want to be able to say, you can play athletes unlimited and you can take care of mom. You know what I mean? Like I want to totally. dream the same way for both of them. So man, Vicky, you fire me up. <laughs> I think one thing too, like, I think since I've quit, so I've quit all my job. I think all my jobs, like I have multiple jobs. <laughs> I've never had multiple jobs. I usually just have like a job, like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, to pursue the Olympics, I was like, quit my job, just focus on training and just explore what that looks like, because mm -hmm. this is the one time in your life you can be selfish. And I have wow. not procreated yet. So I have no responsibilities other than myself. Beautiful. Um, but we don't even give female athletes the opportunity to explore their greatness because you're always managing something else. Like you can never, if you're working another job, you're never totally maximizing who you are as an athlete versus think of if you're actually training and you're being a professional athlete all the time and, and pouring into yourself. And, and we've seen it for CrossFit athletes. I know you and I are both passionate about yeah. CrossFit. They're amazing and that's their life and that's what they do. And you see how insane 
like the things that they can achieve and whatnot. So I think that's like, yes, make a look, but really I think this, the quality of our sport will be so much better and we'll see, we're already starting to see some amazing talent and just some of the technology and, and things people are able to do. But once that's their true focus and what they do day in and day out, like sky's the limit for what we're going to see on the field, which is pretty cool. That's so true. I I haven't really thought of it like that before because I always think I have to pay the bills. So totally. You know, what what do you but that that is true where I even think think back to players who were incredible in college and maybe played one season in pro or whatever. I'm like, man, what could she have been? What could she have been? All the time. All oh, the time. It makes me I mean, I feel especially very thinking of who we were when we graduated and how oh. we are now. We didn't oh. know anything after we graduated. We knew nothing. Not not one thing not nothing. I, I think about, I, I think of this, if I was in college now, my career would have looked totally different in a good way. Or I'm like, oh, cool. But you know, it was just that call, like looking back on it now that, you know, we've been out of college for so many years is like college felt like just the beginning. And I think that that would be a dream if that's what everybody could feel, because a lot of people, a lot of players, I went into college thinking that way where this is getting to the end. And looking back, I'm thinking, I'm so grateful that that was just the beginning. So I, I, I want that so bad for everybody because there's been things that I know you've been able to do, I've been able to do as far as accomplishments as a player that I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't have those three or four more years experience out of college. So that would be, man, that'd be cool to be able to dedicate 100% of your time. Like you said, like those CrossFit athletes and also have those abs, like good softball. Yes. The CrossFit abs. Yeah. I don't know if both are in the cards for me, but what do you, <laughs> you, you know, you can't have your cake. Can dream. A girl can dream. A girl, a girl can, dream. can dream. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. I feel like I, um, I'm so, I feel so lucky to be able to talk to you about all this stuff because you, you really have a, a way of lighting a fire in a good way, lighting a fire in those around you. And I would always, I always classify myself as a passionate person. Cause when I love, I love very deeply. And it's like one or two things. I'm like, Oh, stop. I, I love this. I'm going to dedicate 24 hours of my life, seven days a week. Sorry, Kevin. Um, softball comes first, you know, but you, I think the difference between what you bring and like combining it with a passion is that you make me not just love it. You make me want to do something with that passion. So I think that that's a really, really cool, unique, special gift that you've got there, my friend. Samu, that's so cool. I mean, it's the truth. You want honesty? I'm going to give you some honesty, you know? (laughs) I'll be up (laughs) front. I'm a fan. That means a lot. That really means a lot. That's so cool for you to say. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm really glad. I even told you, I know we had this conversation at, um, in Rosemont where I'm like, I feel like I know you and I don't know you. So that's cool. And I love now that we're exploring all these other side things we have in common that are like connecting the dots. Like I understand why Sam and I click, I get it now. Yes. I'm like, wait, you love CrossFit? I love CrossFit. Wait, you love this? I love this. Oh my God. I'm. You like Guy Fieri? I like Guy Fieri. (laughs) I knew there was that other one. I'm like, wait, this one's super like irrelevant to life, but like, it's also really important, you know, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. Um, and, and what an opportunity that we have to get to know each other because we have this opportunity to continue to play ball. Like to the, to the people out there who say, 
sports are just a game. I say nay. <laughs> That's totally. the, farthest, the farthest thing from, from the truth. Because look at, look at your life that you're able to live because you play a sport. Like, you, you essentially have everything. I mean, you don't have millions and millions of dollars, but like, forget about it. You know, look at the life that you can live. And I just think, I just feel really grateful, but I also feel like hitting the ground running with what we can do with it, you know? Totally. The relationships and the goal. But I think that's what's awesome. We finally have something to like latch onto and build and yeah. like run with now that we have it. Yeah. So even when the season, it's like, okay, next year, what are we doing? Let's get it going. Yes. So, I know it's so your way. Cool. Yeah, just everyone's still everyone's so excited about softball, and I think yes. that's just validation for how hard we've worked and and how yeah. much went into every little decision, every little conversation we had as a PEC of just mm-hmm. putting it all together. And Maybe. I miss it a lot. I know. Oh my gosh! Every time we're on a call, I'm like, wait, do we have to get off? Like. <laughs> We, we're sure I'm just finding cool. comfort in seeing everyone's faces again. Yeah, we don't even need to talk. We're just be like, hey. <laughs> for real. We need, you know what? Like you said, people are excited about softball. We need a bigger vehicle for you to drive for all of the fans and all the people that are on board with softball. That's an arc, uh, Noah's arc. Two of everything, all the softball fans. <laughs> um, but Vic, I'm, thank you so much for, for sharing, for talking about everything that we talked about, mostly talking about yourself, because I, I wanted to learn. And I think that people are going to be really excited to learn more about you because, you know, there's more than, there's more than just the player out there in the uniform doing the softball, you know, there's more to it. There's a reason that, you know, so much has gone into you being out there and performing and, and being third out of 57 players in, in the rankings. You know what I mean? Like there's so much that goes into it. And that's, that's essentially why I wanted to have this podcast in general is to get those, you know, to see this is what you are on the field. How'd you get there? You know, what did you, what did it take? So thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for having me on. It's so cool. I love seeing the passion you're bringing to your podcast. This is like, it just, I'm leaving this conversation so fired up. I could go run through this wall right now for everything. Oh, let's do like the Kool-Aid man, you know? (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what we can do. And obviously, you know, like good luck in the Olympics, because you'll be playing in that before the second season of AU. So do you have any, do you have any thoughts you want to share on, you know, I don't know, being an Olympian before we go? It still feels so surreal and far away, because we still haven't even named our team yet. Right. So fingers crossed there, I guess. Yeah, 12, yeah, 12, 12 years. I feel like I've put in the yeah. work. Like, hey. um, yeah, there's still so, but I'm so grateful for the, for AU is just like springboarded everything. It was just such a great challenge to like do a little reality check of where you're at and then um, be able to take the things we loved and share it with my team. Like I thought with AU, we did such a great job building little team culture and, and exploring who each other are outside of softball and who each other are as people. So now taking so much of that stuff back to our team, like I've been teammates with some of these people for 10 years and we've never talked about some of the things we've talked about with AU. So um, just taking that experience and bringing it back, we're starting to go up again, uh, mid January, we'll get together. Um, And then from there, it's just freaking pedal to the metal, baby. Yeehaw. 
Yeehaw. Hell yeah. Well, I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Obviously, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to be um, a fan when all your friends are on all the different teams. So I'm just rooting for the sport um, and that everybody wins gold. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a true competitive spirit right there. Like, let's just have everybody win because I just, I mean, I can't, I can't root against my friends. I'm sorry. It is wild how competitive it's going to be though. It's going to be, in, it's going to be the best one yet. That's for sure. Hands down. No doubt about it. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to go to Tokyo and watch in person like this. You need to come. I'm, I will. I'll be right there. I'll, be there. I'll, I'll go there and I'll just wait for you guys to come and I'll just be at the field already. So Vic, you're, you're amazing. You're an inspiration to people watching and to people who know you. So um, thank you again for sharing and for uh, chatting with me. Thanks, Samuel. I'll see you at our PEC meeting tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs>